0: All right. Praise God. Here we go. Here we go. We have a message today, and it is to know the mind of Christ, to know the mind of Christ. And the more we are pursuing this theme of unveiling of our understanding, to know the mind of Christ, the more we recognize that this truly is our answer, or should I say this is truly the the release of the power of God in our lives. So the mind of Christ is a demonstration of the power of God that lives inside of us. And that now that we are born again, we have a brand new uh, reality, or can I say a brand new realization. We have a brand new means to put things together. We have a brand new source to draw information out of. And understanding out of, and it is the mind of Christ. The mind of Christ is the programming center uh, by which we are navigating our lives on earth. The mind of Christ is the epicenter of divine demonstration of love communication. What did I just say? That the mind of Christ is the epicenter of, of, of divine communication of the love of God. And so the mind of Christ is a mind of love. And there is no fear in love. Therefore, there is no fear in the mind of Christ. And so that that can be a moment when you uh, recognize if you're in, in, a, in a hard situation and, and you're sensing symptoms of fear or fear wanting to talk to you, right? No, not my portion. No, not my portion. I function out of the mind of Christ. The mind of Christ is fully persuaded by one thing and one thing alone. You know what a persuasion is? I'm loved. I'm loved is the persuasion of the mind of Christ. I am loved. I'm the loved of God. He gave his son for me. If he gave his son for me, and his son died for me, to demonstrate the love of God, I'm safe right now. I'm safe. I'm on track right now. I'm perfectly positioned for the glory of God to be demonstrated through me right now. Because the mind of Christ is a confidence in the workings of God. The mind of Christ puts no confidence in the flesh. The mind of Christ puts no confidence in the past. Behold, that past is gone, the word of God says. Let's start from there. So we started this theme Oh, it's been a a, at least a month. It's been a month. It's been a month with newness of life, I can say, unpacking this new reality. And that's what the Minion Sonship is about. That is really what the Lord has laid on my heart. This journey of discovery of the living reality of the Christ life within us to unpack it, to open it up to our understanding. And as we become to walk it out, we're becoming a demonstration of the Christ life so that others be ministered life, so that others be partakers of this divine nature by opening up their hearts to the Christ life, to allow Him to come in. And so if we go to, let's see, Paul's writings. Paul's writings second Corinthians 517 therefore, if anyone is in Christ, if anyone is in Christ, he is what an old man, he is what a a, um, a reflection of his past. He's a demonstration of everything that happened wrong back there. No, no, no. He is what a new creation. New means new. New means, and we looked into this word before. It's brand new. It never was before brand new. New is new. New has no resemblance of the past. If it's the past, then it's not new anymore. So if you find yourself in habitual thought of how how your life, what had shaped your life and what your life was like before you came to Christ and even after you came to Christ, if you have not allowed this word, the meditation of the word to renew your mind, do not put any weight on that old thought process. Do not put any confidence in the flesh because that is those thoughts are what? Mindful of the flesh. And we looked yesterday in Romans 8, not yesterday, sorry, last last message last Sunday a week ago in Romans 8. In Romans 8. Let's look at it again since it's coming up. Romans 8.5 Those who live according to the flesh set their mind on the things of the flesh. What we just read in 2 Corinthians five seventeen. I didn't finish it but I'll, I'll just finish it. Therefore if anyone is in Christ, if anyone is born again, if anyone is a partaker of this divine nature of Christ, if anyone is born again from above from above born of the spirit of God because as many as received the Lord Jesus Christ to them he gave the right to be what to be children of the most high God he gave us an authority to make all things new in our lives what does it mean to be a child of God to be given the right to be a child of God you are then given the right for all things to be new if you are a child of God, then all things have become new, because you're not longer of, of, of recognizing yourself of parental descent, of natural birth, and not born of the will of man, of flesh and blood, but the word of God. I'm, I'm quoting in, in John 1 from 10 until 13. That now we're born of the will of God. We're born of the life of God. We're born of the Spirit of God. And Paul then tells us in 2 Corinthians five seventeen, if we are born again, if anyone is in Christ, he is what? A new creation, a brand new species, a new divine identity, a new recognition that no longer we're to have the old recognition. Why? Because the old things, the old things, the things of the flesh, because we're no longer after the flesh. We're no longer, John writes us in, in chapter 1, to know ourselves, so to say, that we are of natural fresh flesh and blood descent. But now that we are born again, we have a brand new father. We've been fathered again, Peter writes, and we've been gotten again by the father through the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Through the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, we have been begotten again to the Father. We are, we are brand new, and the, the old has passed away. Behold, what? Behold, old thing. O-O-A-L-L. Old things. Not just some things. Not maybe your spirit, man. All things, spirit, soul, and body too, indeed. Because now your body is being what? Directed by a brand new law. By a brand new life. The law of the spirit of life, Romans 8 writes. Therefore, Romans 8, 1 and 2. Therefore, there, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. So if you're born again, you're in Christ Jesus. Paul to the Corinthians says, if you are, if anyone is in Christ Jesus, you're brand new. Well, the new is not the old. So here he's telling me that those that, therefore now there's no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus, which tells me condemnation is of the past. If Paul told the Corinthians here, if anyone, I'm going to slow down, I'm going to slow down, I'm going to slow down. Rain and dust. If anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Behold, what is it? All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. What else does Paul tell the, the Romans? There is therefore now no condemnation, no accusation of guilt. No, n- 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 no demand to put you in jail. Cannot be condemned. Cannot be condemned. Those who are in Christ Jesus cannot be condemned. Who what is the qualifier? Do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. Because walking to the flesh is of the old man. But behold, all things are new to us again. And so now, because all things are new, what is the new thing? It's of the Spirit. Because we're born of the Spirit. And so what's new to us is the life of the Spirit. that has made all things. Back to what he says to 2 Corinthians. The old OLD have passed away. It's gone. Passed away, has that no more. Passed away. Behold, which is behold. Can you see it? Can you understand it? Can you behold it? Do you dare believe it? Do you dare believe you're brand new? Do you dare believe all things have become new? Do you? Can you behold that reality? How do you behold it? Through the meditation, through the seeing, through, through you, through your pondering, through your consideration. I am beholding a new reality. And this new reality is communicating a truth that there's now no more condemnation. I'm in life now. In Romans 8, 2 says, For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made you free from the law of sin and death. And that's why even your body is affected by this new life. Because now your body is not subject to the law of sin and death. Oh, oh my God. Don't be consequence thoughtful. I did wrong, therefore I deserve punishment. That's called condemnation. That in Christ was abolished. And so often we go to the Old Testament to David, and and you know all of it was a shadow and a and a type of the Christman coming. And what what did David say? Oh, the blessed man whose trespass is not accounted against them. But when David sinned with Bathsheba, it cost him his first son. Consequence-based, and yet God, in mercy, said it's not going to cost you your life, David. Although your life had to be taken away, David, because he murdered a man, Uriah, committed adultery. Punished by by stoning. But David could see beyond. He could see in the spirit revelation of the time when the sins would not be imputed on one, on the one that has sinned. Only because of the Christ reality, only because we have received life now that we've become partakers of divine nature, and this divine nature has no sin working in it. Where does sin work? In your flesh. In your old man, but behold, can you behold that you're a brand new creation? Can you allow the Word to renew your mind and your ability to think anew and aright, to think right in this hour? That now, because you are in Christ Jesus, there's a brand new law working in your mortal body. It is the law what of the law of the spirit of life. If life be working. in Cannot be working. They can't coexist. They cancel each other out. I tell you who triumphs over death. It's the spirit of life. Where do we see it? Through the resurrection. Who lives in us? Life lives in us. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ has made me what? Condemned has made me what? Uh, A prisoner has made me what? Enslaved to the old man? No, has freed me. Ha, has freed me because where the spirit of the Lord is, there is what? Bondage? No, liberty. We are totally unshackled. The only shackle is in your memory banks. The only shackle, the only hold back. I did a little, I did a a Dominion Minute captured it out of one of my messages that I said that the shackles, the hold back is in your mind. The hold back is in your mind. You've been unshackled. The only law that's living in your mortal body is the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. And this law, this divine reality, this expression of divine love, that's what this is, divine love. Because when you love someone, you don't want them to die. There's no separation. There's no separation. This divine law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Ooh, nations are shaking. Ooh, ooh, ooh. At the utterance of the word of God. Swaying as reeds in the wind. For they're lining up for their commander to show up. The soon coming king. Glory be to God. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. And then he continues, and that's when we come into verse 5. For those who live according to the flesh, to their old man. Don't live according to your old man. You are now beholding a brand new reality of the spirit life. But those that live, it's a choice. They set their minds on the things of the flesh of what you can do, what you can't do, what you're restricted from, what you're not restricted from, what, what, what was communicated to you growing up. This is how you do it. This is how you don't do it. And yet there is, there's certain truth that go with it. I recognize it. But when you come in Christ, what now is navigating your life? It's the mind of Christ. It is the leading of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit would lead you in a brand new supernatural way. And without you recognizing that you Now bear and have the mind of Christ to see right and perceive right. The old man, the old mindset would exalt itself above the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that really went with the recap of my son last week, the recap that we did on the message the message was a, a, spiritual, a sober spiritual mind in the recap on it, that we now have weaponry in our mind called the mind of Christ to bring down. We exercise that weaponry. We exercise, we engage with the mind of Christ. That is the weapon. The thoughts of God are the weapons. They're life weapons. And they bring death under subjection. Ooh. I like that. Let me think about that. that. That blessed me. The mind of Christ carries the thoughts of God and the thoughts of God eh, are light life weapons. They're, the thoughts of God are light releasers and they chase out darkness. They demolish death. And you have Now, the mind of Christ. You can't think possibility. You can't think life and future and hope. You can't look at you tomorrow and actually today. Let's just focus on today. You can't look at you today and smile. Because you are refusing to set your mind on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit, the things of the spirit and the mind of Christ is always set on the things of the spirit because the spirit of the Lord carries the mind of Christ. And we had looked at that. I will, I will just refresh, refresh our listeners and myself. First Corinthians 2. Verse 10 talks about that the Holy Spirit has has revealed the heart of God to us. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. And so the Spirit of God now lives in us and is governing our our bodies and is communicating the thoughts of God, right? Verse 12, now we have received not the spirit of the world, which is a spirit of confusion, a spirit of not understanding, a spirit of dullness. We have not received dullness, but the spirit who is from God that we might know. Why have we received the spirit of God? So we say ignorant? Ignorant? So that we just go in little circles like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Someone tell me what am I going to do. Let's Google what am I supposed to do. No, no, so that we will know the things that have been freely given to us by God. So that we know that we have a salvation, that we've inherited the life of God. So that we would know. What God has freely given to us. And then verse 16 says, For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? You know what the answer to that is? We have the mind of Christ. But we have the mind of Christ. But we have the mind of Christ. We can't say we don't have it. Then we're saying the word is not truth. Then we're saying the word is subjective because today I just don't feel like I have the mind of Christ today. I feel very stupid. I feel very stupid today. No, it's a lie. What has happened is you've meditated on the things of the flesh. You set your mind on the carnal things and that's where perfect stupidity lives, resides. Perfect foolishness is right there. So we're going to go to Ephesians 5, but before we go to Ephesians 5, uh, verse 9, back to Romans 8. But you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. Well, before that, if we go back to where we dropped off in verse 6, for to be currently minded is death. And we know we're not that no more. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace, and that's the new thing—the new, the new reality that we have—is life and peace in Christ Jesus. Verse seven: Because the carnal mind is, is is enmity against God, for it's not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be so. Then those who are in the flesh cannot please God. but we are not walking in the flesh; we have made choices, and we do that on a regular basis. And the lead of the Holy Ghost that we are to please God, and so we walk by faith. We trust. We trust. The possibility in the impossibility. We trust that now all things are possible to us. Why? Because he loves me. Because if he died for me, And was brought, went down to the pit of hell was, 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 it was the very mind of God to defeat every power and principality through a righteous man that became sin. If that was possible, then what's not possible? Not only that was possible, but he after defeated them, he made a public spectacle. Not only defeated, but he said, let me show you how they really are defeated, all slain. And I think of David cutting Goliath's head and taking it to his stand and parading it. Look at this, look at this. With a very sword of the enemy, he cut that Goliath's head. So what we do. Actually, what the captain of our salvation has done, we just enforce it. We believe it. We walk like it is done. We don't have to again go slay another giant because Jesus did not do it. No, we are, what are we doing? Bringing down those false lying giants of lies and accusations and condemnation that we are familiar with because they were part of the old life. doesn't mean they're part of a new life just because you're listening to them. Don't listen. You have a choice. I mean, I think of, I don't watch TV, but, you know, when I used to, many years back, you have a, what is this called, the remote. And you click, and you change the channel. Well, just click the channel. Why you, Why do you want to be uh, mesmerized by a lie? Because it's transforming you into becoming, you're becoming a lie. Because what you believe, you're eating it, and you're becoming it. Just change the channel. Just change the channel. I choose life today. I choose peace today. I will set my mind on where I really live and abide. In Christ, in the heavenly, far above powers and principalities, because everything has been slain, put under my feet. I'm part of the body of Christ. He is my head. We're not in the flesh, verse 9 but we're in the spirit. And that's why 11 then says that the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is quickening our mortal bodies. And that's why I said, when he said, behold, all things, A, double L, have become new, that includes your body too. What it means, it's subject to a brand new life. Now your body is going to express new life. Now your body is animated by a brand new life. Because who lives in you? Big Daddy God lives in you. Give him expression. Your body is now animated, energized, made alive by a brand new spiritual law. And that's why that would be potentially if we don't finish, if we do finish the teaching on the mind, the next message. Uh, moment would be new bodies there's a brand new law working in our members now and so the mind renewal is very important Ephesians 5 let's go verse 8 but I'm really going towards 15 for you were once you were once darkness (laughs) doesn't even say you you walked in darkness you once were darkness they saw you coming, they saw darkness. They saw me coming, they saw darkness. Because you become what you walk. You, you, you become a full expression of that which has you. So if darkness has you, and we looked at in, in Matthew last week, if you you, you know, if your eyes are set on darkness, how darkness is is um, how much darkness is in your body, right? So now we don't, we, we only behold light. And that's why here Paul writes, but now you are in light, but now you're a new creation, but now you made brand new, but now you are in light. Now you are light in the Lord, but look at this. But now you are, once you were darkness, but now you are light. Now we are a light. Because who has us? Light has us. We've been transferred into the kingdom of what? Out of darkness into the kingdom of light. We reflect the one that has us. We reflect the address that we live in. So you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. And so then verse 15. See then. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. What makes someone a fool is the way you think, right? What does he say, Paul? See then that you walk circumspectly. Circumspectly means he just said what that looks like. Walk in the light that you are. Circumspect doesn't mean, uh, make sure you have a perfect walk every single day of every single split second. Make sure, make sure, make sure. Oh, you missed it there. Okay. You, you, you're not in. Light. No, 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 no. We are born again. We are light and we make a choice to walk in light. And that's what circumspectly looks like. Walk us to who you are. What does circumspectly look like? Just be who you are. Don't try to make yourself be who you already are. You already are light. I'm not light yet. I still have some darkness. That's not what God says. That's not what God says. We were once darkness, but now we are light in the Lord. And so we walk in the light. And for them, says, walk circumspectly, not as full. So so that means that to, to be wise, but as wise, to be wise is to walk into who I am. When I walk as a light, I'm walking wisely when i walk in my new creation life i'm walking wisely okay let's just let's just do one more bible study maybe after this one more bible study i'm going to become more light and then i'll become a bit more wiser and then i can maybe please god a little bit more because now a little no no wisdom is to walk in the one he already made you to be brand new creation a son of god to the ones who've received him he gave the right he he says jesus become what righteous wisdom, redemption unto us and he lives in me. The Christ is what? The power and the wisdom of God and he lives in me. I don't have to become more wiser. What I do is I renew my mind to the wisdom that resides in me and that I already am. I renew my mind. I put on the Christ mind. I set my mind on On the one that has me now. And that's what my title was, to know the mind of Christ. And really it's to know that I have the mind of Christ. I have the mind of Christ. And so I walk circumspectly, not as full, but as wise. I wanted to look up in the Strong's Concordance, that verse. Pay careful attention then to how you walk, meaning don't dabble with darkness. Don't let darkness penetrate your mind again and mesmerize you again. And that's the key with believers that, you know, we get born again, we get really excited and then we don't really recognize. And sometimes it's a lack of teaching that the next most important thing is start renewing your mind. It's the abiding in the word of God to clean you because the word says that you're clean now because of my word. Clean what? I shower every day. Clean what? My mind. The debris of the old man that are left behind. The gunk of the old man. So would we'll not be mesmerized by darkness. Because you see, darkness had us back then. And, and the old man is very familiar how to walk in darkness. Somehow we fumbled our way through uh, bumps and, and, and scrapes and bruises and lots of tears. But now we're light in the Lord and to walk in the light. So be careful in how you walk, not as unwise. And that word unwise, is it comes from um, a sophoi, and um, you can hear Sophia in it, right? Which is wisdom. It's unwise, unskilled, foolish. I like the word study of this word just off the bat, it's not wise. And then properly, it means foolish because you're rejecting God's leading. So to be a fool is to reject the lead of the Holy Spirit and the heaven brackets, His will. Can I say it's to reject the mind of Christ you already have? Because we read in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 that the Spirit of the Lord searches the deep things of God. We also know when we pray in the Spirit, praying out mysteries, the perfect will of God. So to be a fool is not to engage who you really are. It's to, to be a, what is it, a dog to go back in its own vomit? When you're brand new creation, man, and you are light now, then, so don't be unwise or full, unskilled. And I thought of the word unskilled here. Uh, it's part of the unwise definition of skilled. It's let us not be unskilled in the word of righteousness. But we are to be skilled in this word. But we're to now what live as wise and there is so for, again, Sophia is part of it the wisdom of god, uh wisdom, uh so skilled, wise, learned, cultivated, clever, and the way I saw it, it's too to cultivate the mind of Christ within you, to ponder on these good things. It's not difficult. You will be always thinking something, but what's difficult is to break the pattern of the old habitual and to replace it with the new living. The next verse is, redeeming the time because the days are evil. 17, therefore do not be unwise... Do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Well, we just read, again, Paul's writing to the First Corinthians chapter 2, that who can understand God? We can, because we have the Holy Spirit. And so wisdom is to follow the leader of the Spirit. That the strong spirit, therefore, do not be foolish. Foolish is senseless, inconsiderate. I mean, outrightly not consider the Word of God, not an option for consideration. Right now, okay, and and, you know, I catch myself, I catch many people in the same situation. I'm in a very difficult moment. I'm in a very difficult moment. Destiny is in a very difficult moment. The last thing Destiny wants to do is read the Bible. I don't want to give the Bible any consideration because the Bible is for, let's say, devotion time. It's when things are calm, when I can just ponder a little bit more, when nothing is haywire. Because it's too hard to pick up this divine utterance when things go crazy around you. Why? Because confusion. in confusion is every evil work. The wicked one is working in that moment. And the last thing he wants is to put your eyes on truth, to put your eyes in light and to walk in the light that you already are. So in the midst of that here raising experience in the midst of that confusion, in the midst of that worldly situation, what's going on is the enemy is duping you. It's he's duping you, bring to remembrance the old, bring the remembrance, playing this uh, Okay, he must tell a little demon, Okay, press record on that tape, and then uh, and add the record on that tape. And so now you've got like three, four lines of of what you old man is valid. Yeah, it's true. I am broke. Yes, it's true. I am going to die. Yes, it's true. My kids have gone away. Uh, oh my dear. Yes, it's true. I, okay, God, can you please help me? Okay, okay, I'm just gonna call it the prayer line. Okay, you know, and all of it, it's good to call the prayer line, and it's good to call on the Lord for help. But you have forgotten. That he is already helping you. And the way he's helping you is by allowing you through the Holy Spirit to consider the right thing. Consider the right thing. What are you considering? What are you considering? What are you magnifying? What are you giving life? What, what are you meditating on? And we can see. And I can see it in my own moment. I, I, I told you last Sunday, uh, Romans 8:5. I used to meditate for a few years. That the one whose mind is set on the Spirit, what is the fruit of it? Life and peace. Life and peace. Very easy to say and to tell what death has been thinking about. Highly contended by your flesh, by the old mindset. But you bring that down. Therefore, do not be foolish. Do not be. In one of the words of, of foolish is egotistical, <laughs> rash, unbelieving. Another word is stupid. Another word is ignorant. This is strong concordance on me putting it together. The word foolish, senseless. It says, don't be that. But what understand? To understand is to consider, to perceive right, to put together. To comprehend, to act piously, to act under the lead of the Holy Spirit. In my Dominion Talk this week, I, I did a talk on um, To Know Him. And um, I also did the podcast on the same theme. And, and the core verse, the verse I, I parked on was in Mark 4, after Jesus gives the parables, the parable of the sower that sows, goes out and sows in the four different grounds. And we've all kind of camped in the four different grounds. And we've actually used those four different grounds. We identified with the three of them, but it was really hard to identify with the good ground because we always saw the thorns and the cares. And, and we somehow moved from those three grounds, but quite never could land on that right good ground. Oh my, dear, that's the wrong focus of that parable. We are the good ground. Christ is in me. Do you know what the focus is right after what he says? I think it's verse 11 where he tells his disciples, they're saying, we don't understand Jesus. He finishes the, the telling of the parables, says, those that have ears, let them hear. And then they're like, we, we don't get it. We don't get it. Don't get it. You know what he says to them? To you because you're my insider. To you, to you, it's been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom. But to those that are outside, it comes as a parable. But to you, you get to know. Well, that's what to understand is. Don't be, what was the verse? Don't be unwise, but understand. You can understand is what I'm saying. You have the mind of Christ. Know that you have the mind of Christ and you can understand. The word study of that word understand is join facts, ideas into comprehensive, interlocking wholeness. That's to understand. what the Lord's will is. And we recognize that we understand that through the Holy Spirit, the mind of Christ. So then here we go. Verse 18, do not be what? Drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. Speaking to one another in Psalms, this is how we get filled with the Spirit. How how do I get filled with the Spirit? I don't know. Tell me how to. Okay, lay hands on me. Yeah, through that laying on of hands, we can be filled with the Spirit. But we don't need someone else to lay hands on us. Here, speaking to one another, I can speak to myself. Psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing, 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 sing a song. My husband always singing a song to the Lord. Singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. The other way we get filled with the Spirit, and this one here is one I practice, I, I really want to have a lifestyle of it, is giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's being thankful. Be thankful. What has God done for you this morning? What did God do for you last night? You, you went to bed, you woke up, you're alive. What has God done for you? Be thankful. Be thankful. Always griping. Not good enough. No, not good enough. Never good enough. It's never good enough. There's some people, it's just never good enough. No matter how you play it with them. Okay, so what did God did for you earlier? Okay, yeah, right, but, but it's not good enough. Or, I mean, you keep turning the tables like something. They'll, they'll definitely take something off the platter. They'll be good. It, it, it's so At times, uh, the predisposition of the old-minded is so set on looking at not good enough. Looking it's not good enough because I'm just not good enough. Looking at it's never going to work for me. Don't tell me something good, Desi. I'm tired of it because nothing ever works good for me. Well, yeah, because that's what you believe. And that gets us all rattled. rattled. Because the finger gets pointed back to me. Like, don't tell me it's to do with Desi. It's not Desi. Surely the husband or whatever else. Not Desi. No. But be thankful. Submitting to one another in the fear of the Lord. And that's the key. The key here is be filled with the spirit, because when we're filled with the spirit of Christ, that law is functioning, we're giving that law freedom to work in us and to bring forth this divine transformation, spirit, soul and body, which in the body we call healing. We call it healing. Let's go to Romans 8:26.: So we just read here, right? Don't be as fools, right? Walk in the light. Walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. redeeming the time because of days or are evil. Therefore, don't be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And then he says, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Because there's a correlation. You would not be able to understand the will of God if you're not filled with the Spirit. We're born again. We have the Holy Spirit in us. But we are increasing the measure of the working of the Holy Spirit in us. Do you know how? by the renewing of the mind. That's why Romans 12, 2 is, before we go to Romans 8, 12, is do not be conformed to the world, but what? Which is, we can say, don't be drunk with the wine where there's dissipation. Don't be conformed with the world. Don't be drunk with the world. Last week, was about a sobriety of mind. It's not a drunken mind. Actually, something I didn't say last week, he'd he'd give me, it's like, uh, we don't have a duped mind. We don't have a drunken mind. But we have a spiritual mind that is of God. And the spiritual mind, only a spiritual mind can believe the supernatural acts of God. Or the supernatural of God. And and what God was showing me, that even the devil believes and trembles. But what we have is faith. Which is from a persuasion that we are now doers of the word. We are allowing that which has persuaded us to do that persuasion. We are allowing that which has persuaded us, which is what? The word of God. Faith comes how? By the hearing of the word of God. And so the word has persuaded us. And now we are to be what? Doers of the word. So we're allowing that by which we have been persuaded, which is the word, to allow that persuasion to work out its persuasion for the word to do. How do you do it? Not be drunk with wine where there is a but be filled with a Spirit. Romans 12 here, do not be conformed to the Word, but what? Be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may what? Prove? Prove what? The temperature outside? No, to prove the will of God, the very best will of God that you might Prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. What did he tell us in Ephesians? Don't be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. But know the will of God. Don't be unwise, but know the will of God. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Romans 8, 26. Likewise, likewise, the Spirit also helps us in our witnesses. In the, I don't know, in the, I don't know. In our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to what? The will of God. According to the will of God. And so to know the mind of Christ is really to know the workings of the Holy Spirit. And we read last week in John that Jesus says, you know Him. You know the Spirit because why? He is with you and He lives in you. And so we do know the mind of Christ. We can't say we don't know the mind of Christ. The Paul told the Corinthians, you have the mind of Christ. And we recognize that the mind of Christ is the working of the Spirit. To be filled with the Spirit after he says, know the will of God. I even wrote here, to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God is to know the mind of Christ. Or can I say, to know the mind of Christ is to really know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. We have been given. We've been given the mind of Christ. That is transformation power. That is where you are becoming a supernatural house for God to live in unlimited resource, unlimited potential. You are becoming a freedom house for God to express himself to, through, to me and through me. Through the renewing of the mind, we are opening up ourselves for Him to have full liberty in us. This is where we say, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. We are allowing Him to be free in us. We are allowing God to be free in us. What does that look like? Oh, man on fire the body of Christ coming into a reality divine forever, that we are the bride and we are loved and we can do what he has equipped us to do, the impossible. Amen. We're done.